Hi, everyone. This podcast was recorded before the Itawan tragedy that occurred on October 29th. So before we begin today's episode, we wanted to take a moment to send our deepest sympathies to the victims and all of those impacted. Our thoughts are with you all. Anyang SAO! Welcome to Afternoon of Delight, where Leah, Megan, and Amy, romance novelists and your K-Romance guides. So grab some deck bokeh and listen to your new favorite unease. Hey, Megan. <laughs> hey, Leah. Uh, so as you can tell, we do not have, um, we don't have our leader again. <laughs> so tonight, uh, Amy has the night off and it is going to be Megan and I holding down the afternoon of four. Mm-hmm. We can handle it. Yeah, I mean, well, last time we were left to our own devices, I think our recording was like two hours long. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to be efficient tonight. <laughs> yes. Yes, we will be. Um, and Amy's going to be very proud of us. And Amy should be proud also because, look, at this point, you are the weak link in this group because <laughs> I got back on Supernatural. So I am <gasps> out of the book of shame. Oh, and no. I am back on Supernatural. Okay. And on the leaderboard. And so I am no longer going to be getting the wag of the finger oh, from, um, yeah, from okay. our leader. Okay. 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 For anyone who is listening, we, uh, you know, if you know, you know, if you don't, um, we as a podcast exercise using Oculus. We are not sponsored by Oculus, but we uh, use it and we uh, work out to an app called Supernatural. And we were all doing it. Um, I was the last to join, but like there was like a solid nine months in and then uh, summer hit and a lot of travel happened. A lot of things happened. And so Megan and I bounced out and we got we've been getting a lot of shame from our uh, from Amy. (laughs) Kind shame. Kind shame shame with good intentions. Yes. I mean, like we asked for we asked for the shame, actually. Very true. And so I set a date, actually. So what I did, Megan, was I made a family fitness challenge for my extended family because we did this last year to a lot of success. Yeah, I remember that. And so we started it in November. This year we started October 15th. And you have to move your body for 30 minutes a day. And whoever moves it the most, I we had a, a pot and you got the pot. This year I said, let's just make it so that like you set something you really want. And then if you make it, then like you buy the thing you really want. Yeah, great idea. And I really want the permission to dance sweatsuit <laughs> from BTS. So I'm going to buy that on uh, December 31st after I've exercised every day. That sounds amazing. <laughs> All right. I, I know. I need to get back into it. I will say I have been walking. Yeah. And that's so, totally, I mean, that's great. I've been doing some, but, but I can't, I live in Pennsylvania. It's going to get like to the point where I can't really walk in the morning because it's going to be like, 25 degrees outside so i do want to pick up supernatural again so that's my goal so my plug in doing it that i had kind of forgotten is it's really fun to listen to a bunch of different music that i don't always listen to so i was Mm -hmm. like the show tunes or you know certain pop music that i'm just not as familiar with and so that was one nice thing in starting this week was like oh yeah you know i have i have been listening to a lot more music lately in general for like the last year and a half but I was, it's always just nice to have like kind of like some dedicated time to commit to listening to songs I wouldn't always be picking. That's very true. I did ask on Patreon what people are listening to now, and I got some good answers. Any trends? Um, um, a lot of K music, it wasn't all K pop, 
So, but it was a lot of a lot of that, I would say, just because it's a K drama. I mean, <laughs> group fair. So, okay, so this weekend we both had some fan experiences. Yeah, so we want to share a little bit about. I saw I got to live a little vicariously through you on Instagram. So, what were you up to this weekend as a fan? Yeah, so this was actually really fun with my family. So, my husband and my two kids and my in laws. We went to um the premier league fan fest which was held in philadelphia so the premier league is basically um an english soccer league of course they call it football over there and we're huge fans so my husband and i uh root for tottenham when we were in england a couple years ago we toured the stadium so yeah we're big fans and they have essentially it's like a fan appreciation event at different um, cities in the U.S. every year. So it's been in L.A. and it was supposed to be in Philly a couple years, like in 2020, I think. But because of the pandemic, uh, it was put on hold. So, yeah, it's kind of a way to appreciate, I would say, like the American fans who are watching the Premier League, spending money on Premier League, uh, things like that. So we had tons of fun. It was, like I said, a lot of like free things. Like, so there were like free scarves, there was like free airbrush tattoos, and then you could just like watch the games on the big screen. And obviously, it was really fun. But it was early as hell. Basically, we got to the Independence Hall at in Philly at 6am. Oh, my God, because so it was it so that you could watch games live. Yeah. And you have to remember the games in England are or England's, you know, what, five hours ahead of us or whatever. And so um, the first game start at 7.30 usually on a Saturday. So, yeah, the, so the gates open at 6 a.m. And there were people who were lining up the night before. And we got there at, like, a little bit before 6. And clearly those people had been drunk the entire time, like, standing in line. <laughs> and it was hilarious because they were very, very excited. Um, and it just felt like it was a good, like, atmosphere. We had, you know... A really fun time. Um, I'll be mentioning later in this podcast, um, Sun Hyung Min. He is a star forward for Tottenham and he is um, South Korean. He's probably one of the most famous South Korean um, athletes. And so that was fun. Uh, and we just had a really good time. So, uh, yeah, it was a big fan day for me, but I was also really tired. Yeah, so it was. This is the thing: is that being a fan, sometimes you have to sacrifice sleep. I too absolutely gave up sleep this weekend. So yeah. we had uh, in the BTS fandom, it was the Pusan uh, concert, right. which is a free concert for I think in person. It ended up being about fifty thousand army, and then they showed it live. And I had kind of gathered forces with. Uh, co-host from our new sister pod afternoon army that i'm on and invited amy in because you know i'm trying to bring her over to army and i mean she's into it she's yeah she is she's into it in a more healthy way than me <laughs> but that's okay that was always to be expected <laughs> that was always to be expected yeah. um but she's into it and yeah. you know jen's her bias i love it i appreciate that journey for her so mm-hmm. anyway it was two in the morning and you watch it on Weverse, which is, you know, a platform. And Weverse has notoriously shit the bed anytime it ever matters. And this time there was a lot of like, no, trust us, sign up. This is how you're going to do it. It's going to be good. And I don't want to say that like I personally jinxed it, but I was like, I feel like we should watch this together on Zoom because when Weaver shits the bed, I don't want to be alone. Oh, <laughs> so, right. 
the concert starts. It's amazing. Mike drops the first song. It's a really fun, like energetic song. They all look fucking good. Then mm-hmm. we get Run BTS, the choreo to Run BTS, which is like this is one of their new songs. I know you know it. Yes, and I loved it. Yeah. So I did watch clips. It was and great. It was fantastic. Yeah. Run BTS ends and Weavers just fucking shits itself. Uh. There was like 50 million people watch. I think it got to 49.8 million. And Weverse just completely lost it. And so it like black wheeled of death and we oh, no. became crazy people. So yeah. then we jumped to like Naver. Naver was going for a little bit that I guess there was a fire at Naver. And so I didn't, I thought Naver just shit the bed. Apparently Naver did not shit the bed, but it caught on fire. So Naver was out. And you will appreciate this, Megan. I talked about it a little bit in our Busan uh, like hot take podcast, mm-hmm. but um we ended up somehow in Twitch because somehow <gasps> yeah. Twitch was showing it. But I ended up in a thing where a dude who looked like Duck Dynasty was like running his Twitch, showing the show, but he was like talking very loudly the whole time. And there's like stuff, because I don't really know the Twitch world where you get like money, like, or what is it, like credits? There's like things you, you can, can like, like send them gifts, donations. Yeah, he's stuff like, like that. getting shit. So he keeps being like, Ethan, this is wild. A hundred, like, whatever things you've been giving. This is like fucking great. Blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, yeah. the concert's showing and this Duck Dynasty guy's going. And I just write him and I'm like, sir, I will pay you to just shut up. Like, what do we need to do? <laughs> Let me tell you how much that did not. I mean, I was a little nicer than that, but not really. And let me tell you how much that did not go down. So then he's like, who the fuck is doing this? Like, who do you think you are? This is my space, my time. And I was like, God damn it. Like, here I am with like, you know, I like BTS because I feel like they're like this repudiation of toxic masculinity. And here I am getting like abused by this like fur face, like just it was like oh my god so we ended up like finally finding a link like maybe you know for like the last half of the show and now we versus like hey we're gonna show it all again this saturday and i'm like god damn (laughs) so any hoodle it was for nothing weavers yeah we were up until like yeah i felt like i was up till six that morning because once it finished i was just like spiraled out um you know right and i am really glad that i watched it I knew enlistment was coming. Um, you know, I wasn't surprised on Monday when they announced that like deferments are being waived and, you know, Jin's going to be the first one to go. However, I was glad it didn't happen at the concert. I didn't expect it to. That wasn't the place. But I just knew that like, I was like, look, you got to rally. This is like going to be the last time they're going to perform yeah. for a while. So I'm glad I did it. Well, I just, just speaking of rallying, I, so just we got to this fan event at 6 a.m. And it was like 9 o'clock and I was already like flagging. Okay. And the game, the first game, um, well, the first game was at 730. But like that, like I was like barely, I was so tired, barely coherent. My daughter was like sleeping on a bench. I was like, this is a disaster. Um, I also was like, you know, look, it's that time of the month for me. I was cramping like crazy. <sighs> yeah. my Like like that, the cramping that like goes down into your thighs and I was like, I'm not going to make it. And like my husband and my son are having the time of their lives. And I wanted to have a good time. So I started drinking. Started drinking at 10.15. Yes. Best decision. What were you drinking? Best. Just cheap Michelob Ultra, dude. Because it was <laughs> yes. like $10 a can. Cheap. I then had the best time ever. Like I am telling you, that was all I needed to get me through. I was making friends with everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes it just helps, right? Sometimes it just helps. I was like, to get through, 
Because again, I wanted to have a good time. It wasn't like I was miserable. I was just no, like, no. you know what? I'm having a good time here right now, but it's yeah. really been hot again today. Um, like we're having this like Indian summer type of thing going down all of a sudden. Oh, fuck! I could go for a beer right now. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Oh, anyway, <laughs> it was cold. It was cold outside yeah. too. And I was just chugging this beer. And then my mother, my father-in-law started drinking with me and then it was great. So, awesome. Yeah. Well, okay. Tonight we're talking about, you know, we kind of alluded a little bit about some of the more like news that's been coming in hot from South Korea, which is, you know, BTS is going to begin their um, mandatory military enlistment. But that got us talking about the fact that, you know, enlistment's something that is just kind of like part and parcel of any of us who are K-drama fans too. So if you're interested in like K-entertainment, enlistment is something that kind of is part of your fandom. Yeah, I feel like if you're a K-drama yeah, if you're any sort of K-drama fan, more than just like slightly casual, you know about military service because it kind of does surround the K-drama fandom. It just has to. Yeah. And it's also featured in drama. I mean, obviously, it's such a big pivotal yeah, part too. of society that, you know, we'll often see it coming up in shows. So, you know, I knew a real, like, you know, I knew more than like brushing strokes about it but i didn't know like a lot and so i thought you know let's like do a little bit of a look into what is enlistment all about kind of what's the history how does it kind of work who's going in who's coming out you know stories because there's some like wild stories about enlistment and we're coming at this from a place of you know enlistment also like any kind of time you start to touch on military issues it can bring up all sorts of different feelings in folks and so i just want to be really clear that for tonight, how we're kind of framing this is we're framing this very much as we are talking about a country that is not our own country. We are not going to be weighing in from an opinion perspective. I mean, sometimes if something's objectively strange or like interesting, I think that's okay. But, you know, we're not going to be passing judgment on like the moral right or wrongness of conscription, that sort of thing. Right. It's more just details about the history, uh, who's entering this year, who just got out, um, those kind of details. Yeah, and how it works. And and like, again, we're going to be looking at this like a bit high level. You know, these are not lived experiences. We're not interviewing anyone. Um, but I think that hopefully it'll be interesting. I found it to be rather fascinating. Me too. I Doing, uh, you know, a little bit of research for, the, for this pod, I also learned things I had not known. And I thought I knew a lot about, it, um, you know, the military service in South Korea. Yeah. So, okay, well, why don't we just kind of uh, start to deep dive it? We'll be kind of popcorning back and forth, just wowing each other and hopefully you listening with, you know, different fun facts and interesting, uh, you know, tidbits of information. So hopefully by the end of this, we'll all feel like we know a little bit more about how this works. So I think let's start by framing it with the history of like, how did we get here? Like, what is kind of like, just like that, like short elevator pitch to how did we end up with um, mandatory conscription in South Korea? So are you cool if I just kind of like talk us through that quick? Absolutely. Okay. So we have had this like sense, there has been like an armistice agreement on the Korean Peninsula since the end of the war. Well, the war hasn't ended, but you know, there's been this agreement since 1953, but technically, and I know we've touched about this on this before, but if you haven't listened to us before, you know, you're still kind of new to Korean dramas, the South is still at war with the North and the North is nuclear armed. And yeah, and if you're if you have read any of the recent news, you know that there is actually currently uh, active uh, what 
provocation and things like yes, that. Yes, they there so. it seems like every so often the North is doing like some flexing just to kind of be like, yo, we have this. These are mm-hmm. like things, you know, there's also we're not gonna get into the geopolitical of it, but yes, right. there's been flexing. There has been flexing, <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> um and so as a result, the this idea of conscription is taken very seriously. So seriously, in fact, that military service is enshrined as part of the Constitution as one of the five primary duties of a citizen. And this goes alongside the payment of taxes, having gainful employment, educating one's children, and also protecting the environment, which actually I thought was like gave me some warm and fuzzies. I'm like protecting mm-hmm. the environment is seen as a enshrined constitution. I love thing. that. I love it too. But also then I have, this makes me have so many questions about why I'm seeing single-use plastic bottles and single-use plastic bags and so many dramas. But but then they sort through all their trash. Like yeah, they evol- okay. you see them always no, no. sorting through their trash. Good, good, good. Yeah. So that's a whole, that's going to be, I think that that's a whole other dive. Yeah. So. Um, the government keeps a public database of evaders, and we're going to get into the idea of, like, could you be a conscientious, conscientious objector? And look, this would subject you to intense scrutiny. You're not going to get off the hook fully, and they're even going to check out things like, oh, you're saying you're a conscious, conscientious objector? Well, have you ever played violent video games? So, like, you know, the stones will be turned to, like, check out, you know, your real objector status. And uh, and then for anyone else wondering about, like, well, what about, like, the women involved in this? Um, after the Korean War, well, you know, after Armistice, uh, when there was this Military Service Act, they deemed only men could be subject to conscription because women's physical abilities were not deemed suitable for the military. Um, obviously, this has changed to the point that women can enlist in the military. However, women are not part of the mandatory conscription. So there are some exemptions to service. First of all, those with health issues can serve through non-active duty, and some with very severe health issues can even be exempt from service. Um, I think we can all recall the opening scene of I Am Not a Robot, just to draw it back to to K-Drama. So if you're unable to touch humans without (laughs) going into anaphylactic shock, you can be exempted. You You could be exempt from service altogether. And exemptions can also be granted to those with what they call, you know, exceptional skills. By the way, all this is cited from 90 Day Korean. So, for example, some violinists, pianists, and ballet performers can get exemptions from duty. Also, um, athletes who have won medals in the Olympics or specifically a gold medal in the Asian Games are exempted from active duty. So in the opening, I mentioned Sung Hyun Min, who I'm a big fan of. He plays for the Tottenham uh, Hotspurs. He received an exemption from active duty in 2018 after South Korea won gold in the Asian Games. But if that's the case, these individuals will instead complete the four weeks of basic military training. Then they can, you know, continue their their careers as long as they do so for 42 months. Once this period has finished, they'll attend a few days of military training every year for the next six years. But that's really the extent. I know um, Sun Human served that like brief time um, during the pandemic when the Premier League was uh, put on hold. And then there's, as uh, we mentioned earlier, there's objection to military service for any reason is not allowed and will lead to jail time. Dual citizens must also choose one citizenship by their 18th birthday and will not have to com- 
complete their military service if they revoke their Korean citizenship. But from that moment, they will be regarded fully as foreigners by the Korean government. So many Koreans living abroad choose to keep their citizenship and return to Korea at some point in their 20s to complete their military service. So should we talk a little bit about, you know, the types of enlistment that people can do and a bit of just like how it practically works? Yeah. Okay. So basically from the uh, global age of 18, it's when it becomes compulsory for men to serve in the military. And there's this kind of general sense, broadly speaking, again, like I don't want to be speaking for like Korean nationals, but this just seems to be kind of like part of the zeitgeist that happens is that um, this take going into the service becomes this like, quote, must take step to go from like boyhood to manhood. Um, and so I'm not going to weigh in on like my personal feelings about that, but like, it seems to be kind of like part of like the vibe. Um, and so as a result, many Korean men do finish their military duties in their early twenties, but, um, you know, K-drama actors, uh, idols whose careers kind of are starting to peak more in their twenties, they're going to try to push it back further a lot of times, not always, but a lot. And so are, um, folks who are doing like some advanced studies. So people who are doing like their master's or their PhD, they can serve as late as 28. Um, and so how long do people serve? It kind of depends. So if you're going to join something like the army or the Marine Corps, it could be like 16 to 18 months duration. Those are seen as, you know, kind of like more active engagement type of roles, I think. And so as a result, they kind of make it a little bit enticing to do it, I guess, because it's a shorter duration. And so I'm just inferring a little bit based on the duration, like what's seen as potentially cushier because it's a longer duration. Um, the Navy is 20 months. The Air Force is 22 months. And then there's also um, like social service agents, which can be like 21 months-ish. And this has come down a little bit because when the Military Service Act was first enacted, everyone who was in something like the Navy or the Air Force or the Army, they all had to serve three years. And you do get paid when you're in the military, but you are not getting paid a lot. So I'm just giving it kind of like some very, very general strokes of like translating it from like one to US dollars. But let's say like you're a private, maybe like 500 bucks a month ish. And then like going up to like, maybe if you're a sergeant, it's going to be like maybe like 675 to $700 a month. Yeesh. Yeah. So still like, you know, well below average salary. Mm hmm. So yeah, you join up, kind of the first thing that you do is you get that military haircut. We do see a lot of actors do their haircut and kind of then like show it off to fans. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's kind of just yeah. part of that process. Yeah, EXO, um, the K-pop group always had kind of a tradition where they would all put their hands on top of the member who just had their head shaved who was mm. about to enter. Oh, God. It's like so yeah. emotional. I know. And I think that like, I've also read that like, you know, that time like sitting in the chair and getting your head shaved is like when people like it's like shit's gotten real right yeah <laughs> like yeah <laughs> especially if you think about like k-pop idols who like in a way like their hair isn't theirs like i've had uh -huh. I've heard k-pop idols say that a lot like they don't get to decide their hairstyle their hair color like a lot of them at least um not until you know they're a little bit more famous but i'm a i i'm sure that that's difficult like one it's like um, one last kind of that's again taken away from you until it till it grows back. Yeah, yep. 
And okay, here's something that I did not know, but I thought was interesting. So until 2020, smartphones were just a no on military bases. So just 100%, you are disconnected from the outside world, except for getting like short amounts of phone time or letters. Sorry, Samsung. (laughs) However, starting in July 2020, that changed. So they have to have like some privacy apps, I guess, on their phone, and they're not allowed to like take photos or... Um, go on social media. So you're not going to be like, um, you know, people have been loving like BTS and Instagram. Like that's not going to happen. Like you're not allowed to be like social mediaing like your day. Right. However, you can use it between the hours of six and 10 during weekdays and from seven to 10 on holidays and weekends to talk with family, with, you know, significant others, with friends. You know, you can read the news, you can watch Netflix, you can take online classes, you can... You know, if you're famous, read all the shit people are saying about you while you're gone, if they still <laughs> like do <laughs> all the reviews of your show, and then you can't do a thing about it. <laughs> hey, hey, you can listen to Afternoon of Delight. We're here yeah! for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, you can use your phone. You just can't be like posting content. And, uh, you know, they're going to be eating all their meals on the bases. The food does not seem, I mean, I don't, I, has, I've never heard anyone be like, God damn, military food is just fucking awesome. Like, yeah anywhere so you know it's not going to be great they do have canteens where you can get like noodles and whatever whatever Mm -hmm. um military culture i'm not going to speak a lot to military culture but what we've seen depicted um sometimes in k-drama it can be rough Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, you know, I think that it probably just depends on a whole bunch of factors on how that's going to go for you. It does seem like over time there has been a sense of moving beyond like beatings and assaults being seen as part of the culture to like, you know, we need to move with the times. So, yeah, I think that, you know, they're going to go to basic training and then they're going to get placed into um to different areas. And we're going to be talking a little bit later about where like some folks have gone, because it's kind of interesting to see, you know, like some people are going into the military band. Some people are, uh, you know, like Jung Hae In, he was a driver. (laughs) So like, I don't know, like let him drive you around the base. Or, you know, we had like Choi Siwon, he was um, auxiliary police. So there's all sorts of different things that, um, you know, guys are getting up to. And so it's kind of interesting to see, like, what folks are doing. Mm-hmm. And then you do get some time off as well. Um, a lot of times you get more time off if, like, you earn it through, like, exceptional performance. But beyond that, like, you do, after, like, 100 days, you get, like, a couple days off. And throughout, I think, the whole time you're gone, you do get, like, a small chunk. It's not a lot, though. Yeah. So what happens if you're, like, objecting to military service, though? You're just like, you know what, like this just ain't it for me maybe religious reasons or whatever Mm -hmm. yeah like what's the movie with um andrew garfield i have no idea hacksaw ridge so he's like a conscious conscientious am i saying that word right yeah conscientious (laughs) conscientious objector during world war ii basically he refused to bear arms on religious grounds and um so his like a unit was like, oh my god, this guy's going to be useless. But he ended up like saving. Like, I, I mean, I'm not. I don't know all the details, but he saved so many people. He just uh, 
a is lot this of based them, on a true story or is yeah this, okay. based on a true story um his name was private officer desmond t doss and it's played by andrew garfield's 2016 movie okay so he was like a medic yeah he's but yeah he was like a medic but he like would go onto battlefields and carry mm-hmm. off wounded soldiers and you know the scenes in the movie are really dramatic um because his unit obviously came to respect him and they almost thought he was like untouchable um he always had his like bible with him they even like went and found his bible on the battlefields and stuff anyway it was it's just it's interesting okay well in korea up until 2020 if you were a moral objector like a pacifist or had religious objections to um service you were gonna go to jail yeah (laughs) i I was like oh you're going to jail um but in uh like kind of summer 2020 there were there was a shift and so um, instead of um, doing kind of like the roughly two years of military service, there is this kind of new alternative service, which is working for three years in prisons or detention centers. Okay. And so, yeah, I don't know. I will say that um, Amnesty International has expressed uh, some concerns uh, and are on the record of saying, 36 months, basically, and this is coming from Amnesty International, saying 36 months makes South Korea's alternative service the longest in the world, and that they would refer to it as alternative punishment. Mm. But yeah, I think that there's certain, like, I know, like, Quakers, Jehovah Witness, um, like, there's some religions that just, you know, it's just not, you're not able to serve. Right. And then just quickly before we talk about some um, some controversies, because I think controversies are always interesting, um, there is this thing called the BTS law. And you see this get thrown around sometimes in the media. And this is, I think, interesting for um, especially K-pop entertainers, because in 2020 also, the South Korean National Assembly passed this thing that is, it's not officially called the BTS law, but it's like known as the BTS law. And it allows K-pop entertainers to postpone service until the age of 30 if they get a recommendation from the culture minister. So that it used to be that service was like, you know, 28 was the cap. And now just, um, you know, Megan, I think you can speak to this a little bit being like kind of like our resident K-pop expert of you know, when do you kind of peak in K-pop and like the amount of time you're doing as a trainee, like, you know, the sense of fairness of like, you know, you only have kind of like a finite window to do some types of this entertainment. Yeah, I mean, most of them are debuting at 1920. I mean, yeah, there are some obviously who debut later, but that's actually kind of rare. Uh, most of these companies scout kids in high school, they're training in high school, and then they debut after they graduate. And to be honest, it's so freaking grueling. You know, many have said by the time they're like late 20s, their bodies are almost starting to fail them. Like meaning they they can still like function as humans, but as K-pop idols and the rigorous dances and, and things like that, it's it's not happening anymore. So, you know, they they don't serve early because that's like when they are kicking off their their careers that's when their bodies are young enough to like i guess withstand like the punishment of dancing and everything Mm -hmm. like that and so yeah now the i think the only folks who have really done it to my knowledge have been um jit like kim suk jin from bts and uh minyoungi because also even within bts they were the only members that have crossed the age threshold as well to actually like need to get this special deferment 
And one other thing that I didn't mention, and I learned about this just like over the weekend, is that if you are over 28 as well and you join, because this also like can factor into like the PhD candidate, you know, we talked about like if you're doing like some types of graduate school, et cetera, you then are not eligible to look at all branches of service. You can go to the Army and that is it. Wow. So, yeah, you're not going to like the Air Force base if like you're Jin, you're Jin's going to the Army basically. And so is Sugar. Right. So, okay, let's talk about some controversies, though. So, Megan, there is this thing that was like the so-called celebrity unit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I did not know about this. And because I like you had, you know, we were looking at the script and you were like, hey, Megan, do a little research on the so-called celebrity unit. And this was, I had not heard of this and I was very interested. So for about 16 years, many of the celebrities entering the military were basically used in a public relations capacity. Um, when researching this, I saw like on CNN, there was a poster of pop singer Rain posing for a military campaign. And this was called the, the Celebrity Unit. I mean, that's that's what that's what it was called. <laughs> um, but in 2013, after complaints that the celebrities serving were receiving pressure preferential treatment, the Celebrity Unit unit was disbanded so when i say preferential treatment like i do mean (laughs) preferential treatment you mean did they get extra ramen (laughs) like some celebrities were caught getting leave to date like you know get some like romantic (laughs) dates um which is not allowed you're not allowed to be conferring with civilians um drink and some even visited um an illegal massage parlor (laughs) So they were secretly filmed and the public backlash was swift. And obviously fellow soldiers also complained. Uh, yeah. Because um, they were like, excuse me, like, what's going on? I mean, <laughs> I mean, fair, reasonable, reasonable. Right. Um, so obviously the military apologized. It reflected really poorly on them. And it did. So, yeah, in 2013, the celebrity unit was disbanded. And this is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> Yeah. So we will not be seeing any of um, the celebs that we talk about a little later. We'll not be going to a celebrity I mean, unit. I have to admit, it's it. There's something a little gross about you know, like calling using... something the celebrity unit. Yeah, <laughs> and like, and then using them. Like these guys are getting preferential treatment, but they're encouraging you know Joe Schmo down the street like join the army, and it's like, yeah, you're having a great time, you know, like. Yeah, it's, it's, and I mean, like, look, it's challenging. And there are, I think, like, considerations that come from, like, immense fame and challenges. And, like, we're going to touch on some of that in a little bit, too. But, I mean. Mm-hmm. I think it's the mili- I think it was the, it's using them for public relations. It's, it's a little. Yeah. And then letting them go get a legal massage parlor visit. Yeah. <laughs> not, not, that's not good anytime. Yeah. Okay. So, um, one that's really famous that was kind of like an OG <laughs> scandal is Yu Sung Jun. So Yu is a first-generation K-pop singer who made his debut in 1997. Um, and his first album, West Side, was this big hit, sold millions of copies, and he followed up with, like, more hits. And he was just kind of, like, chugging along until 20 uh, or 2002. And, you know, he was playing the game, and he was stating to the public, like, yeah, of course I'm going to fulfill my military service. But just before he was to be, you know, going in, he renounced his citizenship to avoid the draft and became a naturalized U.S. citizen. So he was, like, being a little crafty. And, I mean, I can see it, too, because, like you said, it's, like, famous fickle. 
Yeah. And you can see, like, when you're like, fuck, I am putting in the work here. I am chasing wow. it. And I'm going to have to, like, pull the car over to, like, what, go, like, scoop, like, gruel in the canteen? Like, look. Yeah, that's rough. So, again, I'm not weighing in, but I'm, like, also, like, there's also realities. Like, you can see yeah. where, like, the thought process goes sometimes. Yeah. And so, look, South Korea did not come to play on that one. They consider it to be an act of desertion. They deported him and permanently banned him from entering the country. They were not playing. Oh, no. So at this point, he is allegedly, like, I saw this being claimed as fact, but I don't have, like, research to show that, like, he is, in fact, the only person in history. Um, But I've seen statements saying he's the only person in history banned from his country for changing his citizenship. And this is still being litigated even as late as, like, September 2022. Oh, my God. Um, And as far as I can tell, and look, like I said, I did not do, like, the deepest of deep dives on this. But from, like, the cursory look I took, he's been allowed back in the country one time. And that was when his fiancé's father died, like, in the early 2000s. Oh, man. So, oof. Um, And another one that's just kind of a wild one is Psy. Like, you know, we all, Sai's famous, like yeah. Gangnam Style, Sai, that, that, Sai. So mm-hmm. he, you know, he put in his time. He jumped in 2003 and he completed it in 2005. Yet somehow, like, after the fact, um, state prosecutors were like, you know what? Like, you were on TV during that time and, like, you did some concerts. <laughs> and that's not allowed. Yeah. <laughs> so he got in big trouble and he had to re enlist. <laughs> so he did two tours. Yeah, see, I know that um, Baekhyun, who is a singer from XO, mm-hmm. he's serving right now. Yeah, he was in Scarlet Heart Ryo. I love him. Yeah. Um, so he was like, like, and I I fully believe it, to like still give his fans content. I think he had like pre-scheduled content either on YouTube or on Instagram. Ah. And he was, he was, so he was like still posting and they made him take it down because they're like, you can't be uh, making any sort of income. So even though he had post, had made the content, because I've wondered this with BTS. I think even so. Because we were like, is this going to be like Captain Ree style, you know, from Crash Landing on You? I you mean, could just like pre-post shit for like, you know, two years. I don't know. I mean, this was, this. there was like more to it. I, I didn't, I didn't, I just remember that he was made basically to like his things and not provide but you know i don't so he is able and so one thing i did find out is that you are able to receive income and so this is where if you're a creator so if you're an idol like any kind of creator if you have things that you are getting revenue from that you did before you went into service you can continue to get that revenue that revenue can go into an account but you can't be creating at all while you're in service Mm, okay yeah so, like, royalties for songs, you know, like, Jin's going in on, like, the back of an album. Like, he's going to get all that money on the album. But, right. like, he can't drop something, like, you know, halfway through. <laughs> right, 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 right. So, all right, well, who is going in or has gone in to the military in 2022? Because there is quite a lineup of, oh my gosh. you know, folks Okay, know. yes. So, first of all, we have Namju Hyuk. Uh, you know, you know him from Startup, 2521, a lot of other things. Then we have Kong Tae-oh. He, I think, just went in. Yeah. Uh, just after Ron becoming, on. like, Korea's dark. Like, you know, like, I feel like right. he really blew up in the West. I feel like this happened to so many. <laughs> yes. Because I will say also Park Soham. He had, he just released Semantic Error. It went crazy popular and viral. And then he's like, 
bye and like enlisted so i feel like he didn't get to like really bask in the afterglow mm-hmm. i feel bad but anyway yeah so kong Teo, you know he was in run on very popular but then he was in extraordinary attorney Wu. everyone loved him and he's like i gotta go enlist and shave my head so see you guys later then we also have jin young from Ugh. from yeah i know from got seven and he was also in yumi cells i season two. love him yeah well he was in season one too um, and then we have two sing- two singers from EXO that are heading, uh, I think, the end of this year. We have Sihun and Kai. Sihun is the maknae of the group. Mm-hmm. So he will be the last one. A lot of them are out. Baekhyun's currently ser- serving. Chan Yol. Yeah, EXO's kind of old. Yeah. I mean, for I like mean, K-pop. <laughs> no, they are. Not well, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's kind of crazy. And yeah. you even see, like, you see Super Junior still mm-hmm. performing, you know, Choice yeah. Si Yun. They cannot necessarily do all the moves that they did when they were, like, night, you know, 20-year-old Super Junior. It's just not, like... They don't have to, though. I feel like that's the thing, too, is, like... They don't. I mean, they still sing, like, canaries. Oh, my God, no. <laughs> um, okay, and then we have Kim Min-Q, who was our second male lead in Business Proposal. Do love who, him. Yeah, loved him. He's heading in. Then... So sad. Na In Wu, mm-hmm. our sad cousin from Mr. Queen, is heading in. We also have <sighs> Kang Sung Yun. The, he's the singer from Winner. And he was in Prison Playbook and Tomorrow. If you listen to our Tomorrow podcast, Amy and I um, talk about him because we loved him in Tomorrow. And then we have Kim Suk Jin from BTS. So, I mean, yeah, it's a crop. And you know what this also kind of tells me? Hmm. We like young guys. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was like, like, shit. Like, shit. <laughs> We've been fawning over these guys now, like, 25, 20. You know, Lee Dong Wook's like, what is going on? I'm Lee here. Dong- <laughs> oh, Lee Dong Wook will never desert you. Ever. You know, I'm like, okay. I miss him. I needed him in something soon. I need I him in something he's... soon. I'm like, Gung Yu, come on. Like, we need some, like... You know, you got to give me your like 40s Opa. Oh, I God. Yeah, I forgot Gong Yu is my Opa. Like, this thing, like, Ji Chang Wook is older, but he doesn't look older. Yeah. And it's like driving me crazy. I'm like, when, you know, although I I did see he like posted some sort of still on his Instagram from his next role. And I think it's an action role. And I'm so, like full on action. And I'm so excited. And, you know, Park Seo Jun, he actually bucked trends and he did enlist pretty early. He did. So actually, yeah, he he enlisted before he became famous, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so did um, Yu Sung Ho, mm-hmm. who we love from I Am Not a Robot. He also enlisted early. Because in um, real life, he's not allergic to people. In, a, in real life, <laughs> yes. Um, okay, well, look, this is part of, like, the problem of having lowered our floor. Yeah. So let's let's look on the bright side. Yeah. It's time to welcome a few guys back, too. So who Yay. are some favorites on the pod who are getting out of the military in 2022 or have got, like, they've either gotten out or they will be soon? Right. So Pac Bogum, <sighs> yeah. our favorite tech from Reply 1988. Right? 1988? Yeah. So 1988 or 1989. You, you found some interesting things. Like, there, he was up to some things I did not. I knew he was in the band, but I, I didn't know about the rest of this. So he was discharged in May 2022. So he sar- he served um, as part of the Navy's military band as a cultural promotion officer. 
He um, hosted multiple events as part of the Navy's military band, like the 2020 Republic of Korea Navy Patriotic Concert and a bunch of other ceremonies. Good. That was a great one. Yeah. Like, I know. (laughs) Thanks. I loved it. I cheered so hard. Yeah. I actually really love there's a clip of um, Key from Shiny Mm -hmm. and a member from B2B. And now I can't remember his name, so I'm sorry. But there is a clip of them just going hard. Good. For the, uh, during the military band, they became really good friends and they served in the military band together. And it is adorable. And I'll to post it on social media when this episode comes out because they're having the time of their lives in the back of the military <laughs> band with their like <laughs> percussion instruments. Anyway, so the one the cool thing about Pakbo Gum that I found is he took an examination to become a hairdresser. <laughs> I mean, amazing, amazing at the Naval Education and Training Command, and he passed the practical test. To be a skilled technician, which means barber. So reportedly, he always, ha- always had an interest in, in being um, a barber. So <laughs> I just think it's so, like good for him. I love it because he rocks such a bowl cut. I know. I, I, I just love him. Like, good for you. Yeah. Good, yeah. You know, barber so, it out. Yeah. This was all cited from Pink Villa, just so. <laughs> no. And then uh, we have our lovely Wudo Wan, which I do Oof. need to say that his post-military glow-up was insane. Like we, we spent a lot of time celebrating him. He, I love, like, I can't tell you how much I love him. Like, I didn't like Tempted, the drama, mm-hmm. really, because it was just too dramatic and he cried a lot. But he's still beautiful in it, and I was obsessed with him. And then I saw him in King the Eternal Monarch, and I'm like, what the hell? Like, I... Love him. And then he came out of the military and he posed in like mesh shirts on the cover yep. of a magazine. Like, yeah, he was in like the high you. fashion, like vote, oh like, my God. you know, GQ type stuff. Yeah. He blessed us. Like it was fantastic. He did. But anyway, he, he was discharged in January of this year. So this was really interesting. I read some quotes from him and I thought they were really honest. And it's something that I've always wondered. So he said, I feel like I've put, and again, this is translated, so bear with me, but I feel like I've put down the burden I've had for 10 years. Every day before entering the military, I would think about whether to join the army a year later or two years later. I thought a lot when I was working on projects too. I think I had a desire and obsession to show how, to somehow show good performance because I thought the flow of what I've been doing would be cut off. Now that I can continue my life, values, my career as an actor, and more without stopping, I feel relaxed, and I also realize the importance of being able to work. And this was cited from Soompi. And I really love that because I've always wondered that. I'm like, do they feel, or do some of them feel like this is hanging over their head in a way? And sometimes I wonder when it, like, I've always kind of wondered that when it came to some of the K-pop idols, like, do they work so hard so early because they know there's, there's going to be this, like, break? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I just thought that was really honest of him, and it was something um, I've always wondered, so. And then last, we have Taemin, the beloved maknae, and honestly, national treasure um, of Shiny. So Taman's story is kind of sad. He should be discharged the end of this year. But um, early this year, his agency released a statement that Taman had been transferred from the military ban to supplementary service. Basically, um, Taman has always suffered from depression and anxiety, you know, in before his enlistment and he was receiving treatment and therapy during his service, but his symptoms um, worsened and the military basically was like this. It's impossible 
for you to continue um, this military life and treatment at the same time. So he was transferred to supplementary service. So he's now fulfilling his military duty as a public service worker. Um, there were reports he was having um, a rough time. But again, these are just like murky reports with, you know, you mm-hmm. never really know. But I really feel for him. I love Taman a lot. I feel like he served his country since he's been like 14 (laughs) and Mm -hmm. I just, you know, I hope he's okay. I hope he is discharged soon and, you know, is able to, you know, get the treatment that he'd he'd been receiving all along. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's like always a hard thing is that like, you know, how do you, you know, there is, it's pretty loose in terms of like what your physical abilities are, what your mental health is. I mean, like they're going to take you pretty much. Like there's not a lot of paths to be like, yeah, I'm not okay. Right. Yeah. I mean, I just think the mental health acts, mental health aspects is that's rough. It is rough. And I do wonder how it is being, you know, basically super famous when you have these people that are, you know, idols or or actors coming in. Yeah, it's we don't know. And we can just, you know, send out our we can do the best as fandom to support folks and be there when they get out. Right. And I do want to men- I did want to mention the band ONF just cuz they did something that was a little oh, yeah. different. So usually these these um, you know, K-pop idols and their their groups are money makers for their agency and a lot of times they're eight they're well, pretty much all the time the agency decides when mm-hmm. they will list. And they stagger them cuz what the you know, mm-hmm. it's funny cuz you often see when a listment starts for members of the group, that's when other members start getting their solo albums. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's just like the way it is. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, that's normally what happens. But ONF, um, who I really, really enjoy. Yeah, we really uh, liked them. Like you recommended yeah. some of their songs, and we that beautiful song is still yeah, one of my beautiful, one is of my great favorite. song. So all of them enlisted at the exact same time. The only one who didn't enlist was the member who is Japanese. So obviously he doesn't have to serve. Um, but they all enlisted at the exact same time, and I think it's really smart. Mm-hmm. I personally would almost rather that as Mm -hmm. a fan like just go like serve like we're not going to forget you just go serve then come back um but they had like a it was a really emotional video because they all like kind of shaved their Mm -hmm. heads together and i also thought that was kind of special that they were able to like um be there for each other and um there's been clips of them that they've been performing for the troops or are they serving together I don't know, but I've seen them performing together. Okay. Like, I actually just saw a clip of two ONF members, like, performing together on, like, you know, in their uniforms mm-hmm. on the stage. They were, like, dancing to um, some girl group song. It was really cute, and they roll smiles and stuff. But mm-hmm. um, so I, I just – I like that. I can't wait till they get out um, to continue to support them. So maybe just to close it off, we could just go through a rundown of, you know, some dramas that we've seen that feature um, either the military or the subject of enlistment. Yeah. So uh, I think one that's like pretty notorious and look, it it got a lot of awards and a lot of good buzz in Korea itself, but it is brutal. Um, and I don't know, have you seen it? It's DP. No, and I want to. It's all, like, I absolutely will soon because I know you said it was good. <sighs> Yeah, it's good. It's, it's like just fun. hard. And so basically right. the premise is, um, you know, Jung Hae-in is like the star, uh, but it is, he's assigned to the unit that is to find deserters. 
and people desert for all sorts of reasons. And mm-hmm. he is exposed to folks who like maybe got like more of the gold spoon treatment and like never enlisted in the first place to people that like really were like going through it mental health wise or bullying, like just weren't successful in the environment. So it's, it's difficult. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a compelling drama, and it's quite short too. I feel like it's only eight episodes. I thought you said it was. Yeah, yes. it was. That's fast. why I I want to watch it. Um, Crash Landing, of course. Although you know, really, it, it's focusing more on the North Korea side. But obviously, like you know, we see the DMZ, we see some of the military aspects. Mm-hmm. Um, Descendants of the Sun, and these are enlisted troops who chose to enlist. So you can also do that too. Like, there's certainly the avenue, like that we would know of, like folks becoming career soldiers. And so Descendants of the Sun is kind of focusing more on, like, the career soldier as opposed to the conscripted, like, you know, member of the public. So a different experience. Um, And this one's also interesting because it also features women in the service. And they're badass. So Mm -hmm. it's cool. Um, Reply 1988, we see a little bit of chosen service as well. Like, one of the members chooses to go into the service. And then you've got a couple. Yeah. Well, first I'll mention Midnight Runners, which is a movie. But that features Kong Han Nul and That's Park So Jun. Police, but kind of adjacent, oh, I guess. I'm sorry, you're right. That is police. What am I thinking? But I don't know. Actually, something I don't know, and this is a good question, is if you enroll in the police, did you have to do your conscription and then you do a second round as police? If you're a career police, I don't know. So that's actually, um, if anyone knows the answer to that, let us know at Afternoon of Delight uh, yeah. podcast at gmail.com. What was I, think? I think I was so, I was just so thinking about the When they shaved the head, yeah. Yeah, so I was like, oh, it's, you know, oh, you're right. That's and it did seem like they were young, and so yeah, it kind of fit. So, yeah, I don't know if you decide to become, like, a lifer police officer if that is, like, another path. Yeah. So we mentioned I'm not a robot, which is not a huge, it's not a military um, drama in any way. But the very first scene is that he is telling uh, military doctors that he needs an exemption to enlist, even though he wants, he wants to enlist, he wants to serve his country. Um, There's a lot of shame involved, but he can't because he's allergic to human touch. And (laughs) I know that sounds crazy, but I don't care if you haven't seen that drama. I don't know why you're still listening. Go watch Turn it. Turn it off now and go watch I'm Not a Robot. It's on Vicky and it'll change your life. Well, maybe not, but I loved it. I anyway. Loved it. We <laughs> loved it. The podcast is a big fan. Yeah. So um, I would say related to DP, um, I watched Military Prosecutor Doberman. And I mean, right there in the title, they're military prosecutors. But um, similar to DP, they talk a lot about like bullying in the, in the military. It's obviously extremely military focused. And it stars An Bo Hyun. And he's fantastic. I did like the drama. I wouldn't, it wasn't necessarily like deep. Um, it, I wasn't like very emotionally attached, but there were really fun action scenes. Again, An Bo Hyun is like snarky red flag hero to green flag hero. And uh, it's a good watch. Yep. I can't think of any more right now I that I've either, seen. But if anyone has some faves, let us know. Again, Afternoon of Delight podcast at gmail.com. Or you can message us on Instagram, Afternoon of Delight. And we'll uh, share that out to folks as well. And here's yeah. the thing is that, like, I think just to close it out, in romance, because we're romance writers as well, military mm-hmm. heroes are kind of one of the main, like, character tropes that seem to, like, always just be perennial alongside, I'd say, like, dukes cowboys you know like there's usually like military heroes floating around as kind of like you know i just don't feel like they go out of big fashion no 
they don't. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, I think, again, some folks have more complicated feelings about the military. Some certainly do not. And but at the end of the day, I think everyone agrees that, like, look, I'm going to be very um, what's the word I'm looking for? Shallow. <laughs> so I'm going to be shallow as a kitty swimming pool here. But in Descendants of the Sun, we see the men running every morning. <laughs> and the women who are like doctors at like the like base they're at <laughs> call them the doves. And they all line up at the fence every morning to watch them run. <laughs> and like it's relatable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think I think for for romance books, we love a man in uniform. And we love a capable man. And I think, you know, and a man who we can feel safe with. And in romance books, we like to put that man, yeah, in a military uniform and have him be an alpha with cheesy crackers in his fanny pack. Totally. And another thing is for romance writing, um, for folks who are like into that space, you'll often see that, you know, there's, there's always standalone books, but series are a big deal. And a lot of romance novels are series. And one way to have a connected series is to do something that's kind of called the band of brothers. Yeah. I was just going to say, and I was so, like, oh, yeah, band of brothers. You'll make it either like natural born brothers or it's going to be like found family brothers, but like a very like, common way to like set that up is to have it be like a military troop like you know a troop they're not the girl scouts a unit <laughs> <laughs> well i don't know i mean you know i write uh i write band of brothers except they're aliens mm -hmm. they're alien warriors so they're they're a type of soldier yeah i think that uh yeah so i think basically what we can say is this 2022 has been a big year for a lot i mean a big year for a lot of our faves. I think collectively as appreciators of Korean entertainment, I think many of us here in the West have lowered our floors a lot <laughs> since the <laughs> pandemic. Like, I don't feel like I'm alone in this. No. And so therefore this like idea of enlistment, like which kind of seemed like, oh, that's what like the young guys do. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's like, well, shit, man. <laughs> well, again, it's kind of hard because with actors and idols, we are looking at these guys. That, again, they they do serve later. Mm -hmm. So it's not so bad. No, no. Yeah, they're not like 18. God. But like, I mean, no. yeah, we're moving them later. And um, but we so we've lowered our floor a bit. Like, you know, my floor is what, like 28 now? But 28 is like, I mean, you got to like, that's like when it's like the cutoff to go in. So we're seeing a lot of these guys hit that now. So yeah. Um, yeah, so this is a time to like, I think, look forward to the glow ups that are coming mm -hmm. to um, celebrate those who, you know, are out and have done their time and you can enjoy without uh, worry. Let's all pull a Wudo on. And when you uh, get out of service, you need to pose in mesh shirts on the cover of magazines yeah and i will like, buy all, all your magazines. magazines i will like i will support you till the yeah. cows come home so um kong tae oh <laughs> like don't let us down yeah don't let us down those shoulders are broad for a reason you are holding up a lot of expectation <laughs> they better be covered in mesh yeah. in two years and we are not going i mean like this is the thing is sometimes i feel like there's the worry of like where will the fandom go i'm like guys i got shit to do like, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> like, I will still be doing the exact same thing in two years. We will be, yeah, God, God, 
allowing we will still be podcasting and we will be celebrating you yeah you don't worry don't worry guys yeah we'll be on like episode like 490th in the year of our lord (laughs) doing the reunion i look forward i want to do a time capsule and be like let's celebrate the year that we got some of them back dude i have recorded i have edited episodes for this podcast like i did love and leashes in a bathroom in yosemite are you serious? I am dead serious. I was you are dead editing, editing the podcast and getting it out in a bathroom in Yosemite where I would have to hike to get Wi-Fi signals to like send it in. I'm like a wartime <laughs> fucking like on course. top of a Love mountain it. with a with an antenna. <laughs> like you got your daughter like hold your like little daughter Poppy holding the antenna. Over yeah, I'm like hold it, hold it. Mommy's got a hot spot in here at Yosemite <laughs> Falls. So I mean, like, look, this doesn't. We are, I don't know what it feels like when you're at home. I don't think it feels probably that professional. <laughs> like, I want to just normalize how much, like, sometimes I'm like, I am showing up by the Yeah, exactly. I'm showing up, you know? And so this is what. <laughs> yeah. Get. Yeah. But you know what? I'm going to be showing up. That should reassure, you know, all the folks who are listening to this who are about to enter the military. And really are like invested in like our journey of support. Like we will like I don't see me going anywhere. This is like a real joy. So um, you know, yeah. the highs and lows of fandom are you know sometimes when we are forced to love a, a famous Korean, we have to. This is part of our world. And Lee, Lee Dong, I'm looking at you. Like carry me, carry me through yeah. this like Lee nuclear Dong, look, winter. Now's your. <laughs> Now's your time to step up. Yeah, I'm now. ready. And I've seen him around a little bit. I see Gong Yu with his cat a lot. I'm, I've been annoyed. I'm annoyed at Gong Yu. I'm going to say, like, I'm annoyed Gong Yu. Yeah. I We're feel a little like mad you... after Silent Sea. Yeah. We're a little mad at you. Yeah. I'm yeah. mad at you over your movie. Um, so, was it Sabak? Sabak? Sabak. Sabak and Silent Sea. I'm, look, I'm pissed. And, I just want a Lee Dong Wook drama. Yeah. So, Lee Dong Wook, this is like, I'm pivoting to you and I'm like reaching out my trembling hand saying, Help me. <laughs> help me help you. Help me. I want to see a little tear running down your perfect yeah. face. I want to see your sassiness. I will watch you eat mint chocolate chip ice cream. I will watch you fucking make be in dramas that make no sense. Yeah, I I will watch you and Tale of the Nine Tailed 2. I don't even yeah. care. I oh my god, we it. are getting Tale of the Nine Tailed 2. Holy yeah, we shit, are. I forgot. It's time for the Opas to shine. <laughs> it is. It is. Oh, on Jew, I am ready to like be like, look. Ono Jew. Ono Jew, it is time. Ono Jew. Lee Jun Like, <laughs> yeah, dude, where's he been? <sighs> yes. He has right. posted. I'm saying, like, yeah. He posted on Instagram yeah, at just I want the other my, day. Yeah. I want well, my Opus. Get the fuck off Instagram and get on my shows. Yeah. <laughs> get on my fucking screen. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I we're sorry, and, guys. We love you. Yeah, we are sorry. And Kong Hanul, I could use another. Just like let's not do pirates. Let's not do. Uh, you're going to jail with gambling. Like let's really let's do some rom com. I really want to see that big mouth put to use. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm so I sorry. Wanna that I want to see that Pez dispenser do something. <laughs> that Pez dispenser. Oh my god, he's got the best mouth. Never when you business. said that. That yes. was so. It is when it opens up. I feel like you can just like see his entire digestive tract, and I'm there for every last beautiful <laughs> ring of his esophagus. See down his esophagus. <laughs> oh god. 
okay. Well, okay. on that note, Amy's yeah, going to be he's... like, wait, what happened? Where's the Amy button? <laughs> Amy's like, end it now. Say Anya. <laughs> All right. Well. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Annyeong. Until next time. Annyeong. Kamsamnida. Thank you for listening to Afternoon of Delight. Where can you find us outside the pod? Head on over to afternoonadelight.com. That's A F T E R N O O N A D E L I G H T. Com. You'll find links to all our social media, our book recs, K-pop and K-skincare recs, and if you want even more Afternoon of Delight, because really who doesn't, you can join our Patreon, where you can choose the patron level that's right for you. Join in daily K-drama conversations, listen to bonus podcast episodes just for patrons, and participate in our monthly live K-drama support group via Zoom. We can't wait for you to be a part of the community. Until next time, Annyeong!